0: welcome to uncontained episode 169 i'm your host aaron static render and on the show today i speak with elaine clark the founder of voice one and she was cool enough to have me stop by the studio and we actually did an interview in her sound booth which was uh really cool and i need to get myself one of those i tell you they're pretty badass looking um Let's hop back on track. For those of you who need an introduction to Elaine Clark, she is the founder of Voice One. She's a SAG-AFTRA actor, voice actor, award-winning author, producer, certified teacher, playwright, and author of the book... There's money where your mouth is. So now that that introduction is out of the way, I have a really fun conversation with Elaine Clark this week. Um, We get talking about uh, butts quite a bit in this. Uh, You'll figure out how we get on that subject you really you really just got to listen to uh find out because me explaining it won't do it any justice but this is a fun episode if you have any aspirations of uh doing voiceover working in voiceover or even just interested in how it all works this is a great episode for you to check out and um We obviously talk about her book, which I just mentioned. There's Money Where Your Mouth Is. And make sure you stick around after the show because I get a one-on-one demonstration, which I get to share with you, of her two apps that she has available in the Apple Store and the Google Store for Android and iPhone uh, users. So yeah, definitely stick around for that. The apps are Activate Your Voice and Finding melody in your voice are the two apps that we will uh, go over for you if you want to pick up some techniques that are pretty cool. Stick around for that demonstration. I won't keep you any longer, though. This is how Elaine Clark lives uncontained. How are you doing today, Elaine? I'm doing
1: great. Thanks for bringing me here today. Yeah,
0: thank you for uh, having me over here. We're in your studio right now in the in the padded room so we could bounce off the walls a little yes. bit if we want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I did bring you into my studio uh, and I'm happy that you're here and we worked together before on a project. So this is really fun.
0: I actually played that like the week after on my show just to show people like what I what I did is like I, this wasn't a, it wasn't like a paid gig for me it was actually like a it was kind of like a class in a way but it was like a become the voice of your own video game and it was really fun coming up with uh the voices for the characters and um like so that that's how we got to know each other and how this interview came to play so So before we we could talk about that a little bit later, if you have any more of those classes coming up or those things coming up. But first, for my audience that may not be aware of who you are yet, uh, could you do just a brief introduction of yourself, how you got into voiceover?
1: Okay, well, when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth, I got into voiceovers. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be I think so that harsh was, on yourself. No, that was
1: like in 1980. I was a theater major in college, okay. and then I moved to San Francisco. And then I um, was doing some theater, but I wasn't making a lot of money. And then I saw a little tiny ad in the, in the San Francisco Chronicle about voiceover. And I went, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. I should go ahead and uh, go to this class. And I went, oh, my goodness, I can just go in record a script and they give me more money than I would have made on the whole rehearsal and performance of this play (laughs) so I then put together a reel at that point it was called Reel spelled with two E's rather than it's real and uh walked it around to different advertising agencies, production companies, got in with talent agents. I became the voice of of um some channel seven news programs. So I was the fluff announcer in the dating in the eighties, find out how, tonight on Channel Seven.
0: Oh all right. Yeah. Okay. At that point
1: we kinda of puked out the spot. Things have gotten a little less smiley.
0: <laughs> I did I did radio for a while too, so I did a little bit of the Uh, regurgitation of uh, words, but I didn't go to the extreme of it, like, not like you'd see on The Simpsons or anything like that. Alright, coming up we got uh, Yeah, that's just a little a little much, but alright, so, when, now Everybody says with a reel, you're supposed to get professional it professionally done. Uh, did you get yours professionally done, or did you put it together yourself? No,
1: I absolutely got it professionally done. Okay. I, I think that we're producing a product, and there's a process that uh, a voice actor has to go through. First of all, people usually come in because someone said, you have an amazing voice. <laughs> you should try to do this. And then you realize it's really about coordination, having your physical movements with, match with your voice, match with the scripts and the attitude. And then you have to figure out how to interpret the various types of scripts, and then uh, read it in a way that makes the audience want to actually buy that product. Yeah. And that's easier said than done because a logical side of our brain is going, "That's ridiculous! You never even use that product." <laughs> <laughs> so after you go through some training, then you then you put together a demo, and I produce demos for people now, and and I have for the last twenty five years. But uh, and then. Then you produce that, and then you you take that around to the, the different ad agencies and either upload it on their websites or send them an email, whichever their process is, and uh, try to get as many talent agents around the country, around the world, if you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as as you were talking, like I was kind of watching you, you mentioned talking with, like, your body, body movements and stuff like this. The whole time you were talking with your hands. Like, I do that partially because, I don't know, maybe because I have not ante- italian ancestry but you know um but just watching you talk with your hands and when i was in here working on that uh, video game script with you and the movements that you do with your body i didn't quite understand what each one did Mm -hmm. so having that explanation was like really kind of cool so it's like oh put your arm back your shoulders back a little bit or like uh, move your hand to the side and you'll get a whole different sound out of your mouth which
1: right our muscle memory is amazing and knowing how to play the instrument which is our body with someone else's words on a script and it makes it come alive so that you can then say with my shoulders back, I got more confidence. and My voice just dropped in pitch. Now I'm going to move my shoulders and droop them a little bit. And now I'm going to be more casual sounding. So yeah. all these movements without me having to think are happening because of my muscle movement.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting how that works. How long did it take you to figure out what each movement did? Or like, you know, because as I was saying, I move my hands just naturally talking. Uh, but to get the desired effect, like lowering your hand at the end of a sentence to drop your voice or raising it up to go up at the end. Uh,
1: Well, when I was learning voiceover, no one was teaching me any of these things. They were just saying, just gesture, move, do something. And I just found that it was too general, and I wanted to know what the specific actions would be. So it was just something that gradually happened over time out of necessity and also being a coach. Uh, and teaching people how to do voiceovers uh, and uh, directing projects, and you go like, oh, that talent's not getting there, I would then just say, raise your eyebrows. You (laughs) you can can hear how my voice kind of raises and drops when I just raise and drop my eyebrows. So I'm raising and dropping my eyebrows. And then if I just say, go over there, I just gesture with my left hand going forward rather than go forward. That that has sort of a stagnant feel. If I uh, already mentioned the shoulders, I can also... There, are I call them butt reads. You know, also if you tighten your butt, it has more of an intensity to it. You know, so I can also tighten my back and that has a different feel to it. You can have like a wiggle wobble kind of feel where it's all kind of casual. So yeah. that's all just on movement and from every little muscle in our body.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I was actually reading like just... I've been actually reading your book. Uh, There's money where your mouth is. Off and on, I was just going back and recapping some of the beginning because I forgot about that today. And I did read that about tightening your butt to deepen your voice. And like, I've never really done that to try to deepen my voice. I've just more tried to relax things, you know, just like. Uh, but you're tightening
1: your butt right now, aren't you?
0: Actually, no. My butt is loose. I, that's butt. <laughs> I'm not checking. I well, can't not, see that. Not I can't test. <laughs> you know, I've had I had some bad Denny's earlier so <laughs> <laughs> but no I didn't tighten my butt but then like I think if you tighten it in, you get a little more grit or something yeah, like that it just it has like... that
1: intensity because there's certain situations where you tighten up and other ones where you loose, loose and relaxed if you think about music how it kind of changes if we kind of wiggle like with the music now the only thing is that your mouth still has to point towards that microphone yeah and a lot of people in the beginning they start looking away and following in their hand motion so all of a sudden off mic and then they come back, on, and go back off on mic and now they're back on and you can hear yeah. how that's problematic on the microphone
0: exactly and she did that intentionally here guys she's she's a professional <laughs>
1: don't do that at home yes
0: yes yes and uh, what just happened earlier that was the most i've ever talked about the tightness of my butt on my show <laughs> or probably anywhere else but just <laughs> but nothing's off limits here so um now like As I've said, I've been reading your book, and it's really kind of cool. You have kind of a backstory of voiceover a little bit, how you got into it uh, when it was still a male-dominated field. And it may still be, but it's balanced out some, It's it's much more balanced
1: than it was before. There are different types of work. I mean, just think about all the things that since 1980, that things have developed over time. The video game business has gone more from, ooh, oh, body blow, to it's uh, more advanced and very realistic. And with uh, the commercials have gone beyond just what's on TV, Uh, it's also... Uh, it can be on playing before an app game that you're playing, or uh, on uh, for a YouTube video that you want to see. It's on the it's stagnant and playing on someone's website. In case you want to find out what's happening with Special K, you can go and see a video yeah. uh, about that product. Um, so that there, it's it's everywhere, and also with um, uh, especially being in the Bay Area, it's really fun because the you know with Silicon Valley and the corporate stuff uh, really happening a lot more corporate industrials and more business work. Has developed over time, in e-learning, of course. And.
0: Is that like trade videos and stuff like that, or training videos for offices? Yeah, like
1: they're all types of different things. So you have, let's say, you're going to a, they're going to a trade show. They might put together a video that's going to be playing on a big screen that now has to cut through the noise of a trade show. Uh, there's one that. That's going to be internal uh, training information that's going to go on their intranet inside that company's website. They're ones that are going to be external to explain how this business works that adds sort of a feel-good feeling to it. They're explainer videos that are real light and fluffy with a little cartoon that tells you how to do something really simply. And um, you know, and then you also have other types of narration stuff that's more documentary-oriented.
0: Okay, okay. And what would you say your specialty in voiceover is
1: well, this is where I have many different scales okay. and it All grew right. over That's time. Well, let me to. just tell you how it evolved. Right. So, it was uh, so when I first started, it was you know, I came from theater and then I got into commercials and it was commercial voiceover. Then I went into commercial on camera and then I went into um, corporate industrial on camera and then doing narration. For, for the voiceover for narrations for businesses. And then the video game business started uh, really taking off when we went from floppy disk. <laughs> that was a long time <laughs> like ago. Like Oregon
0: Trail games. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's a whole
1: generation of the Oregon Trail people out there. That um, Anyway, so when it started having more space for voice, I was not only voicing a lot of the projects, but I was also then hired to cast and direct various projects along the way for Sega and Sony and other companies like that and then working on toys and when the animatronic toys became more popular with them talking so I've worked on hundreds of toys at this point as well so I I sort of grew with it but I think of myself as an entrepreneur and a production company as well as a talent so I didn't just stop with me when they said I see that you can do this can you do more so I would say yes and then I started casting directing producing you know, a whole series of things.
0: Very cool. Now, I, you said that you came from theater to voiceover. Were there any challenges moving from theater to voiceover? For example, like, I came from radio, and I was trying to do some regular conversational commercial reads, but I couldn't get the, like, kind of announcer out of my voice. I felt like I had to do something with my voice in order to not sound dull. Right. no, that's <laughs> but, very common. Yeah, was there any, like... Was oh, there any obstacles that you had to come, or was it pretty absolutely. easy to translate? Absolutely,
1: no. I say it was not easy to trans uh, to translate that, because theater is about filling a space. It's also about being very visual and how you use your body and take up more space on a stage and move certain ways. And you have several weeks of rehearsals plus several weeks of the show, hopefully, that then that you can grow and find more about your character. With voiceover, you had to be at opening night within five minutes, and you just saw the script. Now, I wasn't prepared for that, and I wasn't prepared to bring it down and make it real. I was too big. Yeah, just like a lot of stage actors just sort of like DJs you know they, yeah. they would then go hey ladies and gentlemen this is what's happening you know <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going like, I want a it real character. I am real <laughs> I'm being very real you know and then you say well, let's just make it conversational and make it just like like we're talking right now yeah
0: yeah exactly it's easy for me to do it like during an interview like this mm-hmm. where I'm just talking to you mm-hmm. but like if I'm just recording something sometimes I slip back into what my radio was which was like you or not, it was real rock 94.1 kRNA this blah 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 you know type thing so it, it was a little bit up there but it wasn't like up there up there well and but, station
1: imaging is also a good part of the business so and having that as a skill is also really good
0: yeah yeah but so, knowing
1: when to do it when not to because I think that also understanding the various styles of work that's out there that's where people get tripped up yeah so I I had to, I developed a style of how to take the words, find the subtext and boil down the script in various ways so I could get to the root of it within a, just a couple minutes. And after okay. you've been in the business for a while, it's, it's like the same sort of information, but different words.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's not as a surprise. I think when people for, are first starting, they keep reinventing the wheel until you find out that they're, that you've already used that pattern somewhere else. You already have connected with it a certain way. So that's what makes it kind of interesting and not as difficult as you as you progress in your career because you go, oh, I've done one like that. I might my I I can pull from that history.
0: This is like that kicks I did talking yes. about Special K. <laughs> right. Um, you said you developed a way to dissect the script. What are some of the techniques that you use? I'm not going to have you give them all away because I know you teach that. but
1: (laughs) Well, and and in my book, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, there's a lot of techniques. But I didn't give all the techniques in there. But it's, you know, how to give, um, when you look at a sentence, when people talk, they have different rhythms to a sentence. When people read. They tend to read with a very rhythmic pattern, so it all kind of sounds the same, and that's what we can tell, uh, like a telemarketer or someone who's reading off of a script, yeah. that it's it's being read rather than being spontaneous. Knowing how to change the rhythm of it, find the focus words and have it stand out, how to gesture and move and know where everything is and create a 3D world around you through gestures and movement, that's also big. Um so anyway, I just sort of broke it down into the various areas of subtext and technique and styles and how do you improvise in certain sections of it so that it sounds spontaneous when it's appropriate.
0: Does that have anything to do with like the markings on the page?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a real um, proponent for, for how to mark the page. I don't really do that on my own scripts anymore because I've learned it so well. But that's where like in my app... Um, the, the And in the book, it, we have a section of it that is about uh, how, to, how, to, how to do gestures to give different feelings. So like a, if I put a dot on the page, it would be like, that is correct. And I just popped my finger on the word that. Okay. And if I want to do it as a carrot up and down, I go, that is correct. So the hand went up and down, so it had a movement. I can do it the opposite way with a carrot down and up. Uh, that is correct. So then I can also do it with a wiggle if I just do jazz hands on it. Um, <laughs> that is correct. You know, so there are so many different ways I can arrow. That is correct. Arrowing it up, arrowing it down. That is correct. So I have you have all these different ways that you can read the script, and I think what a lot of people do is they just read it one way and they don't realize that there's so many other possibilities. Yeah. But that word emphasis, word emphasis chart is really important. And the, the app I have is uh, adding melody to your voice. So it comes with a video of how to use your body as well as how to use the word emphasis chart. Plus you can record yourself, listen to back the samples that I've, that I have um, that I've recorded and see whether you're doing it right. Because I think coordinating your voice with your body movements takes a lot of work because it, yeah. it's just not logically there at first until it all connects and you become you again
0: okay all right so after yeah after a while it'll probably become feeling more natural to you right? is that what you're saying yeah so at first a, it's like becoming you again part? right
1: because you're you're dissecting something that you haven't paid attention to anymore what do you do when a, when you see a friend across the street i look at them yeah. Did you wave? Did you gesture over? What did you do? I don't know. I just saw them. And so you have to think about that. Yeah. And how did you move and you act and then incorporate them? And then after a while you go, oh, okay, that's what I actually did. And I have to put that in my work. So now it doesn't look like you're working. But at first it looks like you're orchestrating yourself too much <laughs> because it's not in your body yet. And it's not really trusting. But as soon as it gets to that trust level and it just happens naturally, that's, what, who the, that's the person you are in real life
0: okay i think i got a really good analogy for that okay like when uh so when you're marking up the page and first getting used to the the markings the hand movements and everything it's like when you meet somebody you're interested interest let me try that again when you meet somebody you're interested in and you first go approach them and talk to them. You're kind of thinking and dissecting every word you say, like, oh, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to come across as an idiot or, like, put my foot in my mouth. And then, like, a- after after that initial contact and you start talking to them, you go out with them and your conversations become more natural. You're able to be yourself more instead of that, like, first date being the interview process <laughs>
1: yeah no absolutely because you're probably on your best behavior
0: yeah and
1: or you're or you're like uh, and it's all also about subtext at that point you're not worried about will they like me will this be impressive you know this yeah. is why uh, uh bars have, sell alcohol so that guys can go up to a woman to are gonna buy you a drink is that because the guy let me ask you this question is that because the guy just has extra money
0: <laughs> not, not this guy. Okay. Not this guy. I wish. There's,
1: there's usually a subtext to it, right? Yeah. So well, I'll let you guys fill in the blanks over there. But it's it's that subtext that we have to put into our work. And without the subtext, it's just words on the page. And that's how we lift it off the words and make it our own.
0: It's it's cool to get into your head and see how this stuff works. Because as you know from our experience working together, I actually want to get into doing voiceover. Like for video games or character voices, stuff like that. So, uh, Exactly. (laughs) Anytime (laughs) that I can talk to somebody in the voiceover industry. I've had a couple on my show before. It's always, it's always, it's always fun. You know, I can't, I can't complain about getting advice one on one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we had such a good time working on that video game, uh, and just you recording it, and then yeah. play, finding all these different characters, whether you're an admiral or whether you're, you're just like, oh no, we're gonna die, kind of guy. Yeah,
0: I realized that I changed the character's name like two or three times. <laughs> That's a, so it was Ultar. I, I, yeah, be, right. I got it now, but yeah. like I think I might have went to Ultron or something like that but you got to get the name right of the character you're doing or else like, dang
1: it right? i know
0: right <laughs> i I just want somebody who changes names all the time
1: yeah maybe he has multiple personalities
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was fun though i got to do a few of my voices mm-hmm. that like i've been working on i hadn't heard on a mic yet or something like that and uh yeah to be able to do that every day for a job that be my idea of fun
1: oh, why don't you do a computer voice then right now
0: <laughs> my computer voice yeah oh god i don't remember what they said problem imperative like uh, directive. Imperative, In- imperative 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 gotta, <laughs> that's right. or, imperative imperative that was pretty good <laughs> 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 and then you add the distortion and it sounds more like a computer <laughs>
1: yes yeah and that's where we have all these sound effects to make us sound good and plugins of all different types
0: so, what, what are some of the voices that you have done? Like, this is, just, I don't know, we can call this like a show and tell section of the, oh, or hear and tell section.
1: Um, I, I, um, a while back, I played uh, like Arthur's mom in a video game. And it was just like, now, Arthur, now you go to your room and think about what you just did. Now, no one's mother really sounds like that. No, But Arthur's mother, it was just super nice and how she explained how to do things. <laughs> and uh, then it would be, uh, I was also Barbie and some things and it was just like, oh, don't you just love my hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best. You know, and then you sort of go, oh my God, I'm an adult. I just said that. And then, uh, you know, just other, other ones was like, and then he turned around and it was awful. <laughs> You know, then it might be this some, you know, someone who had, oh, this face, the face, it was burned. You know, so you go into other characters like that, and then it's just fun, fun stuff. It's like, hi, and welcome to my farm. (laughs) (laughs) Get off my yard. (laughs) I'm trying to.
0: (laughs) I just can't walk any faster. (laughs) Oh my god. Do you ever just walk around town doing voices? Or, Um, like.
1: The way my voices come out are just how I, uh, it's kind of spontaneous and how I hold my body and how I move, the different voices come out. So I don't think as much about how they are because I've done so many for so many years that just the movement of it, uh, my muscle memory gets me into that voice. So if I I slump my shoulders and I just got older and I gave myself arthritis with my fingers, the voice changed but now i can get happier and now my shoulders go back and now i became become a happier person it's like oh then i can be the mean girl yeah right totally like you are so cool aren't you
0: yeah yeah like and as you're doing all these i'm watching you like change the posture of your body and also your mouth as well mm. i noticed that when i was trying to figure out how to do stuff like you look at robert de niro's face you see how he always is like kind of tight like mm. like does that like smile like mm, yes I see. right there like yeah i got nipples Greg. can you milk me hmm? <laughs> that's true because uh,
1: we have all these little muscles that we can use in a different way to create a voice and that's what makes it endless it's so fun to come up with that and i think that when i was a child and i was just i would listen to something on tv and i would just imitate it and yeah. my parents would go what was that how did you get there but i had no idea that there was a voiceover business that you could get into yeah. i would watch cartoons or i'd watch commercials i didn't know how those voices got there they're just there
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. You know, like that you had that from that young age, and then you figure out, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing right here. So, I guess the next step of, would be to ask, like, what advice do you have for people who are looking to get started or get their foot in the door of the voiceover industry?
1: Well, you really need to study the craft. Even though people have told you you have a really nice voice, there's technique. And, uh, and specific requests of you because you're doing it for a company that has a financial gain from this. and yes. And it's also about how to save time. So how can you take direction and do it quickly in a way that's going to motivate people to have that feeling and that action that the company wants? That's what it's all about. And it's, it's stuff that we haven't really thought about for a while. And people who are coming from a stage background have to tone down and re-channel that information. People who are coming from just, I, people just told me have a nice voice. So this seems like a cool thing. Have to then add on some of the acting skills. I was just yeah. working with, um, some, uh, with a group on how to use their imagination. And they were, it was a group that was very corporate. And they'd had it kind of stripped away from them. They're like, how do we find imagination? <laughs> I was like, wow! I can't really teach you imagination, but I want you to to realize when you do imagine something. Maybe it's you're going. Gosh, I really want that new car. That's a certain color. That would I can see it in my front yard. You know, uh, well, a driveway. Hopefully, not the front yard, um, or somewhere <laughs> on, on the what street. The night was like. it's, it's true. Was like, why is that car in my front yard? <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that my car? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not even my car. How did it get here? So, <laughs> but if you can imagine, but we're imagining right now. Yeah. What if that happens? And we can go off on that riff for a long time. And that's what's so fun. And that's why improv is so important. People then should really study improv, and also and then take acting classes. And that's where. Um, I started Voice One 33 years ago, and it's here in San Francisco. And it we we teach all different types of classes to get you to be a professional. But it, at the very least, it helps you understand yourself yeah. and become a better communicator. And that's universal, whether it's just with uh, with family relationships or whether it's in business. It, it carries through wherever, and it's a creative skill, and it's 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 always fun. You rarely see voice actors depressed well i don't know about that but you know, so i'm feeling very sad right now, you, know, <laughs> yeah. now um, you find them just going oh wow this was really a fun job you know if, if i have to edit the heck out of it for a long period of time i might get a little sad <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i don't blame you like another thing that you gave me pointer, on was not to breathe in the middle of a take you know mm-hmm. pretty much if it's like oh, under 10 seconds or under 15 seconds you're supposed to do it all in one breath
1: Right. Well, I think of it, there's the actor breath, and then there's the character breath. Okay. So, if I'm talking to you and I'm in character, and then I, my character goes, well, I don't know. That was part of a character's breath okay. of understanding, because there's an emotion that goes with it. If it's me going, well, I don't know, that's an actor's breath that I just ran out of air, or, for, or I saw punctuation, so I then I felt I had to breathe. I had to breathe, Right.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's one thing that I've been trying to work on a little bit as well. Being able to get stuff out all in one breath without. <sighs> did you mention that you teach improv yet or did you well, just mention I, improv? I just
1: mentioned improv um, and I have taught improv, but it's, uh, but there's so many different schools around that teach improv all over the country Yeah, that it's something that if you want to get into voiceover, it helps you have what one producer called, uh, told me and said, I want someone with soft brains. It makes you not be hard-headed, but yeah. more accepting because it's all based on the yes and. And how do you take that and create help you become more creative and imaginative and accepting? And that's really what this is about. Because we have, uh, you're either coming from a glass is half full or a glass is half empty perspective. Yeah. And we want you to have more of a, the glass is half full and let's fill the rest of it. Let's see what else happens with that. Rather than, how come I only got a half a glass?
0: I have... Uh, the glass is half empty, but you get free refills. Ooh, that yeah. Sounds nice. So. Is that from
1: Denny's? Is that what you have? A <laughs> no, that wasn't from Denny's. <laughs> no.
0: But I've had that for long before Denny's. But today <laughs> I had the Santa Fe, like Santa Fizzle Skillet or something like that. It had some weird name to it, and yeah, it just. Yeah, it made me sweat a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, some, put <laughs> w- some, some fizzle in your sizzle. In. Yeah, put some fizzle in my sizzle in the the <laughs> flushel. Uh oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. This but, is all potty talk. Yeah, Google. yeah, literally. <laughs> but you're supposed to yes and that. Yes, yes and potty top. <laughs> <Yes laughs> but who doesn't like that? You know? Exactly. You know, no, you can't go wrong with like poo jokes or like wiener jokes unless you're in front of a Puritan audience.
1: Okay, well, there you have it. <laughs>
0: But as far as I know, I don't have any Puritans listening to this show. Okay. So uh, they've, already, they've already
1: left. Okay? Yeah,
0: they, they they were out after the first time talking about. Uh, yeah, you got to tighten up your butthole.
1: <laughs> I didn't say the word hole. So just that's, that's true. That's yeah, true. But you added that.
0: I I yesanded I it.
1: <laughs> you did. <laughs> but that's part of imagination. Exactly. Now we've just increased people's imagination, whether they like to, whether they increased... want to visualize it or not.
0: Right. <laughs> But the imagination is one thing I've really tried my adult life not to let go of. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that like when I'm playing with my four year old nephew to be able to imagine the things that he's imagining, like there's a dragon in the corner or something like that. And so I, I, I want to keep that like childish imagination. You right. know, it's I, it's not everybody's goal, but it's one of mine anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they said <laughs> we have to channel our inner child. Yeah. So when we were children, we would play with with our Barbies or GI Joe, whatever it was, and then we would imagine that world coming alive mm-hmm. and have this real conversation. And then it got sort of beat out of us the older we got. So that you have to just you know stick to the task, do that job, forget about that other stuff. You're daydreaming. Quit that.
0: Yeah, you're being weird. Stop it.
1: Yeah. Well, this is where also it's kind of nice to, to be rewarded for being weird. How about that?
0: I, I like that idea.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so people who have an imagination, that that have a sense of play, that there's a there's a place for them in voiceover.
0: Ah, yes, yes, that sounds delightful, like a tropical island paradise. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> it may be a crazy place if you get all the voice actors in one place. There could be oh, like man. too much talking.
0: Yeah, too many voices, like thirty voices oh, per no. person. Like make them stop. <laughs> I'm hungry. Hey, feed me.
1: You're always hungry.
0: Hey, yo, uh, what you doing over there? <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. Man, That, that, that I'll tell you what, man. It was you, man. It an island, man. Water all around it and stuff, man. It's one of those swimming sharks and stuff. Uh, nah, nah, I declare nah, nah. <laughs> Just
1: listen to you. <laughs> oh,
0: my. Yeah. So, all right. You've been doing this for... We'll just say a little while. You did did oh, uh, mention how long you've been doing well, it. Well, I mean, when the dinosaurs were roaming around. Yeah, earth, yeah. I, mean, like I, I, I like the Stegosaurus. Yeah, uh, they're very nice. Yeah, yeah. A little bit prickly if you try to ride them. Yeah. But you know, it's not the most comfortable ride.
1: Well, I rode a camel lately, and that's pretty uncomfortable.
0: That's yeah. cool. Where where'd you ride a camel in Morocco? At? In Morocco. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Just a uh, few weeks ago, so it's uh, I would I, I'd say horses are better. Okay. Because you have stirrups. Um, camels are a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, like, an hour
1: ride can go a long way. I've checked that off my <laughs> off my bucket list.
0: off your bucket list now. <laughs> You're good. No more camels.
1: I'm done with camels.
0: Right. I'm sticking with uh, sticking with the horses. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I think you do animal sounds oh, too. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> what are you doing right now to promote yourself?
1: Well, I am in the process of uh, putting together a couple new websites okay. and, uh, elaineclark.com, And I also have, uh, voice That's my, on my agenda for this month. And, um, then I have, um, you know, I, I'm going to be a speaker at the keynote speaker at Wovo, which is, as uh, a group of voice actors that meet, uh, that's going to meet in Las Vegas okay. in, uh, October. So I'm going to teach a master voiceover class there and be the keynote speaker. And so I just, I think that I've been around, so it's really funny, because I, I went, to, uh, went to a party last week, and someone I hadn't seen in about 20 years said, hey, I was at, I was talking to someone else, and they said, uh, what a great voice you, you have. You know, you should, you should study with Elaine Clark. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've known her since I was 15, I just hadn't seen her for a long time, so he came in and told me, you know, <laughs> when he was cool. a kid, he was like, I knew him, so it was fun.
0: Oh, it's fun. Oh wait! All right, never mind. I thought it was it, thought I heard a knock, but um, it's only six oh six. I told her six thirty, so we're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. I hope you keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably edit that out, but. Um... <laughs> Just because it makes no sense and it's not related, (laughs) I'll leave errors in from time to time, especially if they're funny. But that has like no like. uh, I I
1: hope the butthole stays in though. Oh, I'm I'm leaving the butthole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now maybe I have to leave this part in. I don't know (sighs) because it came back to buttholes and it's a theme. Okay, so kind of answered the question. You got a couple new, you have a couple new websites coming out. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you do like to uh, market yourself either to people looking to take classes or mm-hmm. to people like looking for voice talent?
1: Well, the um, voiceone.com ha- offers the classes and I'm okay. one of the teachers there. I've, I started the company. I founded it uh, 33 years ago. And then I recently sold that division to, to someone else who's running it. And, um, but I still teach for the school and I'm still in the, in the space, but I have my production company. I have clients that that I've had for 25, 30 years that I'm still working with, you know, other ones that are new. It's just all different types of work that I that I do. So this is, I feel very, very blessed that I'm constantly working in some capacity or the other, whether it's um, a voiceover for a commercial, a video game, a, a corporate industrial, an audio book, um, whether I'm engineering a session or whether I'm casting or directing something it's or producing, I've done it all. So that's why there's people, I have people who know me in different capacities and I just perform whatever they, whatever they need. So okay. I, I just finished a, uh, recording a project for the, the White House Historical Society about, um, about the, the Lafayette Square. So I just was the engineer on that okay. and it was, and gave a little bit of directoral advice to the, um, to the, um, narrator who was the son of the author. I have, um, uh, you know, I, Anyway, I just I just do tons of different types of stuff all the time. So I think that uh, I, I figured I must have ADD because I like all the different activities. <laughs> and if I just stuck with one, I would be bored.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, all right. Very cool. So now, like, I'm sure you have a lot to pick from. So like this isn't the highlight of your career or anything like that. But what would be a highlight or two? That you would care to share with the uncontained audience.
1: Well, uh, this isn't voiceover, but it's on camera. Okay. But for people who like the indie film, sorry to bother you. I'm the game show host and oh, crazy really? hair and the eyelashes. That's a highlight. I, I like that because I do a little bit of on camera, but not that often. So yeah. that's a huge highlight for me, and it was a wonderful experience to work with. Um, uh, work with Boots Riley, the the director, and Lakeith, the the star of the show. And I I liked being the dispatcher in Mafia Three. Okay. So that was that was really fun. Um, I you know I, I'm in, I'm into relationships. I mean I, uh, I'm not looking for a date anyone. Anyway. But I'm just <laughs> I, I'm married. But anyway that, uh, but if I enjoy the person I'm working with, I want yeah. to do more projects with Makes them. Sense. If I don't really enjoy that person I'm working with, I go well. Thank you. That was great. Nobody wants to
0: work with an a hole.
1: Right. No. Well, let's not bring that up again. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: keeps on coming back. Doesn't it? Oh, we know how to analyze this we do <laughs> this a, interview. <laughs> almost analyze it. Yeah, you uh, analyzed it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> man. All right. I, I wasn't even going towards there, but yes. Okay. So nobody we nobody likes left. to work with like a jick. So okay. uh, continue on, please. Yeah.
1: So it's there's really um, a lot of. What what interests me and what excites me, and I have certain uh, certain jobs. You go, wow, this is amazing, um, and I'm so proud of this particular project. And there are other ones you go, well, that's a job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it and it varies. But I think that's why we have we can't always have the most wonderful project. And having a mixture of everything all around is what's really really nice and I've worked with some really cool people like for the audiobook business so that I will just record um, some stars that come in and I just get to be a fly on the wall and ask them all sorts of questions and it's amazing stories that I've heard so I think that uh, just being around people and finding out stuff is is the fun part of life
0: yeah yeah, definitely. Like those connections that you can make yeah, and like always being able to learn something new or interesting, you know, I think that's that's a highlight right there. At least it would be for me. Um, so well,
1: let me just tell you something there, there's some um, some people the voiceover business can be uh, be arranged different ways for different people. okay. There's some that are uh, glued to their their um, computers and their microphones all day long. Yeah, that's not me. I can't I can't do it that way. But I spend a lot of hours every day doing it. But I have to take breaks and I do other things. But there's some that will wake up at 6am and then keep on working, take a 15 minute lunch break, keep on working, auditioning and doing stuff and take an hour lunch break, I mean, uh, hour dinner break, and then yeah. get back on some of the pay to play sites so that they can uh, try to book a certain amount of jobs based on quantity. And that's that's a lot of work. I I like to get um, jobs through either referrals, through through personal contacts, through my talent agents, and and that's um, where I kind of you know I like to to come and go from the studio rather yeah. than stay there all the time. So we can have times like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even though we are technically in the studio yeah, right but it's now, different. but it's a it's a different. I'm, I'm holding to the this
1: studio. microphone. It's not actually it's on not a stand. It's not floating. It's not floating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's Uh, new and exciting
0: yeah yeah exactly little little things little things add spice to life yeah and
1: then also like i do corporate coaching and uh i because i'm also a writer obviously i'm in the fourth edition of my book there's money where your mouth is so that's that's part of it but also i i work with uh with companies to help with their materials and to help them do their presentations or or go for funding or get ready for a TED talk or whatever. So I do all, or I can have a big offsite thing where I work on their communication skills. Okay. So they're together. So I have that into the business as well. And that's exciting too. So I just like, I guess I just like words.
0: Right right on for corporate communications. Do you teach them the hand movements and body movements and stuff like that? Like when you're asking a question, raise your hand up at the end.
1: Well, there's a way (laughs) of acting for, different types of jobs, like video games, toys, um, a- um uh, animation, you're going to use a lot more movement in your body. And if you use any videos that you've seen of Robin Williams, when he was doing Aladdin or some of the other cartoons that he, that he had done, you'll see such wild gyrations. And you go, if that's the gold standard, how much Am I doing to compare to that? Yeah. And uh, for commercials, they're a little more contained, but it still is about how do you fill that space so the words come alive when they can't see you? And the, and how do you take with a narration that say that's um, an e-learning uh, about um, about uh, safety on the. Um, at, in the work environment and how do you bring that to life and have caring and and concern and other stuff to that so that you have some emotional content as well as the logic and the authority of what you're speaking from. So you have all of those things that you have to bring to it. So I kind of give myself a game that I'm doing every time I pick up a script and say, what is this game? And sometimes the game is how to make boring copy interesting game. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one is like, Oh, how do I book this job? Because I really want a game. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So it kind of varies all over the place.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. That that is definitely a big skill to have, making boring copy interesting. Because I've seen some of those like work videos where they're training people, like HR videos or whatever. They're not interesting at all.
1: Let's pretend to have a boring interview right now. Hi. (laughs) Hi. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you today? Excellent excellent word cool so what 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 did you have tea today your crumpets
1: um, oh compass um no. no i i had a cup of coffee it's kind of weird because i just started drinking coffee like three years ago
0: oh yeah i yeah. i've been drinking coffee for a long time wow. but like i started drinking more to cut out soda Oh, wow. uh, for the most part, so oh, wow. I gotta say, caffeinated.
1: Yeah, this is really interesting.
0: It is. And it could be could be good copy, but it's spread in a boring way. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was exciting. And, you know what? That almost reminded me of there was a Saturday Live skit with uh, it was uh, I don't know. It wasn't Coffee Talk, but it was like two like almost librarian type chicks mm. just talking to each other, mm-hmm. and that calm voice I don't remember who did it or whatever so it's a bad it's a bad do you remember this since I can't even tell you what the hell it was but you know some people might understand it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that also reminds me another area of the business I've done some work in which is ADR looping for films oh yes so that's where you you go into a studio and then you have to replace the the extras parts you know like maybe there it's a cafe scene and you see like six people sitting at the table and someone ordering a cup of coffee now that we have a coffee thing going um and and uh some uh someone in the group will say i'll take the person on on the right you'll take the left i'll order the coffee i'll be the the barista and then you have to fill in the words for the people who are who were the extras that didn't make any noise yeah so that's really Fun.
0: And doesn't that also cover, like, off-screen dialogue, too? Yes. So, like, if there's somebody, mm-hmm. like, shouting, like, get mm-hmm. off my lawn or something like that that right. you don't actually see uh, or somebody begging for change in the subway.
1: Right. Or that, it could be a PA announcement. They realize it's yeah. a scene in a, in a department store and it needs to fill in something. And it could be, um, we have a, a price check on aisle five. Price check on aisle five. And that might just be part of that.
0: I got you. So, now... When you I had to remember where I was a little bit' was <laughs> talking so much about coffee, boring conversations, and uh well, we go the, the other theme place. of the show we won't we won't go with, <laughs> uh, but I was glad it switched to a theme of coffee because I like that better, good. <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> but when you are uh performing when when you are performing, what do you want your audience to take away from what they hear? What do you want them to remember about your performance?
1: Well, I am the vehicle that's that's bringing information that will make them feel and take action. So not so much about look at me, look what I'm doing, aren't I amazing? But saying uh, for them to to have this idea, or you know, if it's if it's something that's fun that I'm laugh, the person's laughing. Yeah. Because they heard the funny voice and the story that's going there that fits into the story. If it's about a commercial, to, so that they just go, "Wow, I really do need a band aid right now. I have my finger's bleeding." So I think that sounds like a great idea. And I'll <laughs> go to the store and, and get that, um, or I'll order it online. So and if it's if it's corporate work for them to understand on a deep level what it means when, and how to find the verbs and the actions and the uh, uh and the nouns and how that all fits together so that the per- person does the right thing with that information. let's say it's a medical um industrial uh script that you have to then tell people how to perform this particular um uh procedure then it's really important how you do it, how you know what the intensity is, and how to pay attention to things so that they get the information out there so knowing how they should receive the information and they do the right thing with that information yeah. is really the goal okay
0: all right very cool so basically your goal is to get across what the client wants yeah and you want them to remember what the client
1: wants because they're the ones who pay you
0: exactly <laughs> it's funny how so that works it, it is funny it's funny yeah. how that happens But you know
1: in the beginning i think most people think it's all about my voice and people love my voice and they just need to give me money yeah, and then you don't realize that there's a reason why your voice was hired for not only your voice but your personality and your persuasive uh, ability. That is, um, that's that's not in your face. It's casual and it's and it's acceptable. Yeah, and that's that's a hard thing to learn when it's someone else's words and it's talking about something you've never heard of or don't care about.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, very very true. Very true. It's a it's a lot harder to dig deep and find 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 the way to put the feeling into something you don't care about right um, but you care about the paycheck so you'll
1: <laughs> yeah and you sometimes
0: don't, you have to you don't want to bring it down to it's not all about money I'm sure but well, sometimes
1: well and one of the things with actors what we, why we need a talent agent is yeah. because they remind us that we're doing this for money because to get into this business you have to want to do it just because you love it It's not a business that that is logical yeah and it's a business that you have to love and enjoy doing, and that's really the motivator for it. And some people like it because it gives them the freedom to work at home. Let's say that they they like doing audiobooks. They go, okay, I love reading. I have a great imagination. My kid goes to school from these times. I have all this time that I can record the audiobook, and and then when they're home, I can spend the time uh, uh, engaging with the child and then when they go back to school I can either edit the book or I can record more of it and then it fits into that lifestyle of of how to work that way and a lot of retired people do it like that too because it gives them something to do Uh, and that's rewarding so I think that there are all different styles of work that's out there that fits someone's style and their preferences and their excitement level okay, all right.
0: Very cool. You could have somebody who really enjoys reading books about plants and just read those and photosynthesis and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So if that's you, there may be a job out there for you. I'm sure there is. All right. So I do have one final question for you, but before I get there, I do want to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your stories with uh, me and the uncontained audience. And before I get to that final question, where can people find you online? What's your corner of the internet?
1: Okay. Well, they can find me at um, at voice1productions.com, at voice com, or at com. All right.
0: All right. Very cool. So that's nice and simple to remember. And I will put all those in the show notes so people can just click that link and uh, find you there. All right, Elaine. It's time for that final question of the show. It's a title question of the show. Elaine Clark, how do you live uncontained?
1: I live uncontained every day because every day is a new experience, new sets of possibilities, different types of jobs, and that makes me excited every day to go to work.
0: Okay. All right. Gotta love doing something, I guess, that like you look forward to going to work to do.
1: Well, it's, it's one of those that I sort of grew into the business and it yeah. grew into me, <laughs> I guess nice. you can say. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. I got one final thing to do, and that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight?
1: Hi, I'm Elaine Clark, and I live uncontained.
0: And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Elaine Clark for joining me and inviting me into her studio And, uh, also for having a great sense of humor and having a little fun on the episode. For those of you who are interested in, uh, looking more into, uh, voiceover, make sure you check out her, uh, website, voiceone.com, and that will get you to where classes are. Or if you want to learn more about her, check out some of her work. There is also elaineclark.com so uh, those are places you can go to check her out book her take classes with her all of that good stuff and if you enjoyed the show please make sure you hit that subscribe button follow button like button whichever one it is and whatever player you're listening to And uh, please follow the show, share it with a friend, and uh, that way we can continue to do more of these shows. That's right. Um, Now, don't forget, right after this, we do have the live demonstration of Elaine Clark's apps, Finding Melody in Your Voice, and Activate Your Voice. And that's coming up right after I Say This. Until next time, live uncontained. Okay, I told you to stick around for the demonstration. We have two apps from Elaine Clark that you can do, Activate Your Voice and Finding Melody in Your Voice. You can find them both in uh, your, either the Apple Store or also in the Android Store. The first one we're demonstrating is Activate Your Voice. Where uh, Do you want to explain the app a little bit?
1: Yeah, I started Activate Your Voice because I took a couple pages from my book, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is, and I... Um, brought them to life because I realized that people were dropping off the ends of their sentences and okay. I wanted to have them get louder at the end of the sentence rather than get softer. And so I go through resonators, articulators, how to have better diction. And it's only five minutes, but it really is a miracle worker if you use it properly. Okay. Do you want to try a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I've, I've tried this myself beforehand, but we'll, we'll see if I got any better okay. at it. I was having trouble keeping the air for the whole, however long the period was, 13 seconds, I think you well, said? that's
1: like 10 to 12. But 10 it's, to 12. And that's why I did it, because people realize that they probably only using breathing breath support for like four seconds and that means a yeah. lot of breath to edit out yeah. so and this really is helpful for for not for people in their home studio editing everything so here we go we're going to start in a little bit all right let's okay. do this we're going to work on resonators mm.
0: mm-hmm. i made it and it, it also increases in volume as you yes. go correct
1: and we have a lot more sounds, but I don't know yeah. whether they want to be subjected to that or not. Do you want to go,
0: to but one thing area? I like about this is like it also tells you how to shape your mouth in order to make the sound, yeah. and where to have your tongue and where the vibration is, and stuff like that. Because that's a big thing I found like with doing voices and characters is like say like if you do Barney from The Simpsons, it's like all back here in the back, of, like in the Back of the throat, but not all the way down, like in your throat. But it's like, Hi, hey, me charge Charles the bar. That's called a voice. Yeah, so it's like, but then, like, there's other ones that are like more towards the front of your mouth.
1: Yeah, it's all about like, placement and melody, tempo. There's attitude. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah,
0: okay. Let's do another one.
1: Let's work on articulation right okay, now. So we worked on resonance with that one. There quite a few more letters in the alphabet yes. that we're going to go through but we're just skipping around a little bit so here's with this it has a little pattern to it so let's see what happens <laughs> Okay, so and then there's more stuff in here, but it really really works because what's, what, what um, the articulators are like our drum drum section. Is okay. close enough (laughs) (laughs) you have to work on your paradigms it reminds me
0: of the like voice. i've taken a couple voiceover classes and there's the things you say to warm up like uh you know new york you need new york you know you need unique new york Mm -hmm. and like once i get that said a couple times i can actually say it pretty fast but or the red leather yellow leather red leather yellow leather type thing where it's like Focusing on creating a certain sound and tongue placement.
1: Well, here, this is also the add, adding melody to your voice okay. app. So we have um, uh, but what we're going to do is learn how to put a, um, uh, a jazz hands on the word insurance. Okay. So so uh, we're going to record on the app, and you're going to we're going to record into it. I'll let you. I'll let you record yourself in there. Okay. And just when you have the word insurance, give jazz hands with your hand. Okay. okay, and you can click so, that button.
0: Real quick, like when would you want to do like jazz hands for...
1: Well, who can not for, live without jazz hands? Well, I,
0: I, I know, I mean for a read. Like <laughs> when would you want to do you like shimmer insurance? On.
1: So when you want to put a shimmer on it. Okay. So sometimes we're talking, we're like, oh, that's going to be okay. You know, like our hand oh, will okay. wiggle insurance. or our head will wiggle, yeah. you know, but it adds that little extra wiggle. It adds a little sparkle to our words. One, one director okay. told me, uh, just like spray some chrome on it, babe. <laughs> and so that's what I did. Is I gave it a little jazz hand.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. So let, let's so go ahead. Let's try go.
1: Once you go ahead and record so yourself, I hit
0: the record button. Who does insurance best?
1: And press stop. And then we're going to play it back. It should be this one.
0: Who does insurance best?
1: Okay. Now we can go back to my samples. And I and who does insurance best? Or who does insurance best? So you're fairly close to that. And of yeah. course, we have different, and then you can just delete your recordings, and it keeps track of all the ones that you've worked on. And there are lots of different exercises. There are 21 exercises. There's a video for download. We have the word emphasis chart in there. So it's um, it's actually pretty. It's a really good home home uh, practice setup because I I created this um, adding melody to your voice app because people who were monotone. Yeah, when we did our moments. Yeah. Uh, and needed fun. to, or you're given direction how to do it specifically on a keyword so that it stands out. And it's, it's very helpful and taking direction and giving the final product that you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, so, yeah. When you're monotone, you sound pretty boring when you're mm-hmm. talking. So that, that's really cool. It teaches you the, like, drop down a different tone in there and back up or end at the end of it. And I've watched the video too. So you actually demonstrate the hand movement. So if you're wondering what we're doing, you can uh, check that out as well. So Yeah,
1: the app is free. The download video training is like 16 minutes and that's $9.99.
0: Very cool. All right, so check those out. Let me know if you have any luck with them or like uh, I want to hear the difference in your voice from when you started and when you ended. Uh, How
1: about that? <laughs> that they be, may sound like James Earl Jones at the end.
0: They How may. That? that? That'd be really cool. I can't quite get, get that low. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: How low can you go?
0: He must have a tight butt. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there you go, everyone. I'll probably end that. You're though. uncontained. All right. Thank you once again, Elaine.
1: Thank you.